Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. We're live. You ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome back to Mysterious. Um, we just talked to you about five seconds ago, but here we are. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. So today, I got a fucking doozy for you. Oh, I can't wait. A doozy. Did I actually tell you what it was? No, I have no oh, idea. Oh, she's a doozy. Here we go. Uh, this one has a literal fuck ton of conspiracies. I'll bet. Most of which uh, build or draw upon each other for one reason or another. So it's going to be kind of convoluted, but, and maybe a little confusing, but I'm going to do my best to help, help y'all through it. Bet. So today, we're all in this yeah. together. I don't know the words. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh-huh. So today we're going to talk about the death of... Of our 35th president, John F. Kennedy. <gasps> the super long one, so let's just jump right in. All right. Okay? So, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, because it's going to be a while. <laughs> so, brief background on JFK and the rest of the Kennedys. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Fitzgerald? Yes. Yes. He was born... <laughs> On May 29th, 1917, which is Jordan's birthday, but like, oh, not 19. Yes, she was. <laughs> Jordan, she you look looks, great. She looks great for 105. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that means that she's a Gemini. He's a Gemini. God <laughs> damn it. So is Jordan, but shit. <laughs> so, uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. That's where he was born. Not Brooklyn. Brookline. 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 Yes. Um, he would become the second of nine children. Uh huh. Yes, the Kennedys. Um, they were busy, Mister and Mrs. Sure, Kennedy. Sure was. So, uh, <clears throat> Jack, as he was known, attended Harvard and spent some time in the Navy. I don't really know why they called him Jack if his name was John, right. because it's the same same syllables, it's the same amount of letters. It's I just whatever. I get like. Bill for William and Dick for Richard or Rich for Richard or Rick for Richard because, mm-hmm. like, it's less syllables. But, like, Jack and John don't make any sense. Right. Macy, please leave her alone. <laughs> um. So, now, Mr. Kennedy, um, <clears throat> Daddy Kennedy, shall we call him? Uh, shall we? Daddy? Daddy right. Kennedy. Daddy. Daddy Kennedy. He was kind of a pushy guy. He was very controlling. He wanted his kids to do what he wanted them to do. Mm. So the eldest kid, Joe, he was supposed to run for president. That was uh, Daddy Kennedy's goal in the whole Have Nine Kids game. Uh, he Sweet. wanted one of them to be president. But um, when Joe was uh, killed in World War II. Oh, some bitch. 
Daddy Kennedy had a problem. Yeah. So Jack was now expected to run for president. Uh, he wanted to be a journalist, but Daddy said no. Of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he ran for Congress in 1946, and he won. He was 29 years old, and he was in Congress. I cannot. That's like literally Dylan. I can't. He served three terms in the House of Representatives, whatever that means, as a fellow liberal. Means different thing now. (laughs) Just so you know. He fought for better working conditions, more public housing, higher wages, lower prices, cheaper rents, and more social security for the elderly. So, you know, as liberal as he could have been for 1946. Your boy was not content sitting on the House of Representatives forever. No, no. No, no. He wanted more, like Sharpay from High School Musical. I want Uh, it all. (laughs) Exactly. I was thinking of fabulous. Oh, fabulous. I will request all things fabulous, bigger and better and best. (laughs) This is the third, the third fucking High School Musical song. It's fine. I fucking love High School Musical. Same. Maybe I'll sorry about it. Maybe I'll binge them and they'll make me happy. But okay, so (laughs) Sharpay from High School Musical. Cool. Uh, In 1952, he ran for uh, U.S. Senate. He won. Then on September 12th, 1953, Jack married Jacqueline Lee Bouvier, Bouvier. who was 12 years his junior. What? What? She was 12 years younger than him. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's a number, but make sure it's legal. Yes, yes, yes. It was because he was 53. Or wait. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) He never lived to 53. He died before. (laughs) an asshole no because he was he was born in 1917 and they got married in 1953 so i don't know fucking math it's like maybe 30 older than 30 help i don't know know um so anyways britannica said of this couple quote jackie was the perfect complement to the handsome politician they made a glamorous couple Yes, yes, yes. So, blah, blah, blah. He did a bunch of shit in the house that some people liked and some some people just didn't. You know, he was a liberal, whatever. Um, he was as liberal as liberal could be in the 1950s. <laughs> so imagine that. But um, he announced that he would be running for president in January of 1960. Spoiler alert. He won. Um, he was... <laughs> Erica just yawned, but it looked like she just opened her mouth in shock. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he won. (gasps) How dare you? (laughs) God damn it. So he was the youngest man and the first Roman Catholic to ever be elected president of the United States. And I do recall that he promised that he would maintain the separation of church and state. But here we are in 2022, not separating church and state. It's fine. So again, he did some more stuff that some approved of and others did not. But he still thought that he could be reelected in 1964. He probably would have if he hadn't decided to tour Texas in a convertible motorcade. Here we go. November 22nd, 1963. President John F. Kennedy, First Lady Jackie, Governor John Connolly Jr., and Senator Ralph Yarborough. Beautiful. Cool. Motorcaded through downtown Dallas, Texas in a damn convertible. In a damn convertible. (sighs) 
At 12.30 p.m., shots were fired from a book depository. One bullet hit JFK in the neck, another in the head. He was pronounced dead upon arrival at the Parkland Memorial Hospital. Governor Connolly was also seriously wounded, but he did recover. It was discovered that the assassin was none other than 24-year-old Dallas citizen Lee Harvey Oswald. He was arrested around 1.45 p.m. and arraigned the next day for the murder of the president. On the morning of November 24th, Oswald was being transferred from his jail cell to an interrogation room. During this journey, a local nightclub owner named Jack Ruby. A lot of Jacks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. Jack, sorry. Jackie. Damn. (laughs) Okay, well, Jack Ruby doesn't come back that much. But Jack Jack Ruby is a nightclub owner, okay? And um, as Lee Harvey Oswald was making this journey, Jack Ruby shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, okay. Ruby was tried and found guilty of murder Mm. and was sentenced to death. But his actions left the U.S. starved for answers from Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. Ten months later, in September of 1964, the Warren Commission, as it is commonly known, determined that Oswald acted alone and that Ruby acted alone when he killed Oswald. So the Warren Commission comes back a lot. It is referenced Quite a bit. So if you have questions about the Warren Commission, please ask because it can get confusing. So, all right. That's it. That's it on the history. Here right. we go. On to the good stuff. All right. Like I said, fuck ton of conspiracies. Conspiracy time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. That was cute. Thank you. I like it. It was like adventure time. <laughs> adventure time. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't watch that show either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. <laughs> My brother watched it and I thought it was stupid, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Listen, I still know a lot of the fucking references because of my. Take some brother, bacon but... and put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes. Luke and I sing that about every morning, I'm not gonna lie. Beautiful. Proud of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start with the quicker and more um, fringe theories. Here we go. So, first. The Illuminati killed him. <gasps> Fucking Illuminati. <laughs> I could literally only find one source with this conspiracy. And it said that JFK wanted to issue silver certificates to the National Treasury, which would threaten the power of the Federal Reserve, which was controlled by the Illuminati. But the source goes on to say that JFK actually wanted to phase out silver certificates in favor of the Federal in favor of Federal Reserve notes. So that's incorrect, but it's still interesting. Also, I don't think the Illuminati existed back then, but you know. Did they not? No. I don't know. 1960s? More than 200 years ago. Oh, okay. God, sorry, I'm just mid-yawn. Well, if it was more Seven- than two. It was May 1776. The, that um uh, that, that was the same year that the united states became independent <laughs> well this is listen may 1st 1776 that adam stop i'm not even gonna <laughs> try and pronounce stop. what no wait you realize stop. you realize that that means that the illuminati is older than the united states shut up founded the order of the illuminati 
That's exactly what that means, because we didn't become independent technically till July 4th, 1776. So the Illuminati is older than the United States. <laughs> oh, shit. That's wow. funny. That's funny. All right. So I am mistaken. Maybe the Illuminati did kill JFK. Who knows? Anyways, <laughs> second on the docket, we have um aliens. Mm-hmm. As in, yes. the aliens killed him. Killed JFK. I shouldn't have clapped. That was bad. <laughs> we like aliens on this podcast. It's okay to clap for them when they make an appearance. Oh, God. So, um, the same source as the Illuminati theory above says that Milton William Cooper, was a ra- or who was a radio personality and author, Promoted the idea that JFK was killed via mm -hmm, Mm. a, quote, gas pressure device that aliens gave to the driver of the car. Why? Well, because he was going to expose the relationship between the aliens and the United States. So they Uh, killed him. A gas? Mm -hmm. Like a, like a, like a, like a... Like one of those like little things, and then you take out the clip and like the a grenade. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like a I don't know. It's like a tube, and like you you take out the little pin thing, but like smoke comes out instead. But like maybe it was like gas. Are you talking about that? Oh, like tear gas. Is that what it was like? But uh, but it would have had to cause the injuries that he was found to have during his autopsy so it would have had to like be like bullets because they found yeah that's this one doesn't make any sense maybe not the gas pressure device but you know it's fine anyway also i don't think it would be the aliens that would kill him if he was going to expose them i think it would be the cia or the fbi just Mm -hmm. saying or the men in black you know The FBI, the CIA, the MIB, who the fuck knows? Anyways, next up. Sound like Wally. (laughs) (laughs) From Orange is New Black. (laughs) The fucking, uh, what's the Russian one? The the IRS. Yeah, I don't know. No, the KGB. That's what it is. But the IRS, too. You know, they're all of them bitches. It's all good. (laughs) All right. Next up, introducing. The mob. That's right. The mafia allegedly killed JFK. Why? Because JFK's younger brother, RFK, Robert, Bob, Bobby Kennedy. Mm -hmm. He was the attorney general at the time because Big Bro made it so. Yeah. Remember, remember, we did talk about this in one, one conspiracy like episodes ago. In like season one, I can't remember what oh, exactly. Oh fuck! It was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about it. So if yeah, y'all yeah, know, yeah. all right, 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 right. So, so he was the attorney general. Uh, so what was Bobby's uh personal crusade, as one article put it? Um, it was to get rid of organized crime, aka the mafia. Of course, you know, you know. So the mob fought back, and of um. They got rid of the man at the top, mm. the man who put Bobby Kennedy in charge of Attorney General Ling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lee Harvey Oswald, I am so great with words. Lee Harvey Oswald was the fall guy and Jack Ruby, who had ties to the mob, supposedly, would be the one to silence Oswald. It's believed that Ruby, Jack Ruby, 
owed the money, <laughs> the money, oh. owed the mob money, and killing Oswald served as his repayment. So Ruby was interviewed during the Warren Commission, and he said that he would tell them the truth, but only when they moved him to a safe place. He said multiple times that he was in danger. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like the mob was after him to me. I'm in danger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Okay, so moving on to the bigger theories that all sort of lead into one another. This one alleges that JFK's death was actually a tragic accident. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald had intended on killing JFK that day. However, when he fired a few shots with his intention to kill, he actually just spooked a Secret Service agent in the car following JFK. The agent grabbed his Colt AR-15 and the car was stopped very suddenly. This is when the agent lost his balance and accidentally shot the president in the head. Oof. It is said that this agent was hungover. Hmm. Firearms expert Howard Donahue studied the evidence from that day, including the locations and diameter of the entrance and exit wounds in JFK's skull, the trajectory and explosive impact of the fatal bullet, and a handful of testimonies from witnesses who smelled gun smoke near the motorcade. That will come back again later. He said that, so this Donahue guy said that the evidence did, in fact, point to it being an accident. This agent's name is pretty well known and documented if you just Google the theory, but I'm not going to drag his name through the mud on this podcast because he's no longer living and therefore cannot defend himself. All right, so moving on, that theory is a good segue into the next due to there being a second gunman, <gasps> a.k.a. the agent, the secret agent. Yeah, bless, bless you. Oh. If you have seen the Umbrella Academy, oh. Macy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. She wants to play. She never gets to escape her demonic sister anymore. Um, so if you have seen the Umbrella Academy, then you have definitely heard of the Grassy Knoll theory. This theory points to a second gunman being planted on the so-called Grassy Knoll during the assassination. Uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> quote this paragraph from abc7news.com, which discusses a documentary called JFK Unsolved, the real conspiracy theories. Oh, wait, the real conspiracies. I fucked up. <laughs> it's available on Hulu, or at least it was last Thursday before I was trying to do my research. I looked up the documentary. I was going to watch the documentary, and then I had it on my TV, and I saw, oh, my God, it's an hour and 20 minutes long. I don't have time to watch the whole thing tonight. So I was like, I'll watch it tomorrow night. And then I come back tomorrow night and it's gone. Thanks, Hulu. Thanks, Hulu. But it's available on YouTube still. So <clears throat> this abc7news.com article said, quote, Debris fields of blood, bone, and brain matter from the president traveled in two distinct directions, indicating two gunmen firing from different locations the Texas School Book Depository, and the Grassy Knoll. Unquote. So this documentary that I watched alleges that the Warren Commission, you remember them? Mm. Yes. The Warren Commission's only job was to prosecute Oswald. No one else. They wanted to convince the public, 
public beyond reasonable doubt that Oswald had acted alone. The FBI and CIA had both been monitoring Oswald for months prior to the assassination. The man who the Warren Commission is named after, Earl Warren, withheld vital information from the other members of the Warren Commission, such as, this is ridiculous, Kennedy's autopsy photos, and he wouldn't allow them to conduct interviews to explore Oswald's connections in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Because it was known that Oswald had spent some time before the assassination in Mexico. That is part of a whole other conspiracy theory that I am not able to get into because we would be here for six hours. So, one of the findings of the Warren Commission was that there were actu- there were three bullets fired, Um, One missed, the second hit Kennedy in the back of the neck, and the third was the fatal shot to his head. The second shot that went through Kennedy's neck supposedly caused seven injuries in total. It entered into Kennedy's upper back and exited at the knot in his necktie, proceeded to enter Governor Connolly's back near his right armpit, shattered his fifth rib, exited under his right nipple, shattered his right wrist, and ended up embedded in his left thigh. This book depository Hmm. was a fair distance away. That was probably the one thing that I didn't actually look up. I should have done that. But it was a fair, fair distance away. Right. How are you... uh, How do you expect one single bullet to do that much damage? Yeah. So the Warren Commission did experiments with this hypothesis that this one bullet caused these seven injuries um, because the bullet that supposedly caused all this damage was in immaculate condition. They found it. They found the bullet, you know, because it was fucking embedded in in the guy's thigh. So it was in immaculate condition. Mm. When the commission... Um, conducted its experiments, they shot the same kind of bullet into a corpse's wrist. Fucked up, I know, but, you know, for science. But the bullet did not come out in immaculate condition at all. You might not be able to see me squinting, but... Yeah. The whole tip of this bullet in their experiment was smashed. The whole fucking tip. Right. The bullet in question supposedly went through two bones. Yeah. Two. Because it fucked up his rib. Not only that, but it went in through the his neck. Like it... Well, I just... I can't. And his... Uh, mm, there are a lot of bones involved in that. I don't even know how it would have exit. I mean, okay. So it might have been able to exit JFK and maybe enter... Connolly, but I really don't see it going through two whole bodies and then re-embedding itself into I that's mm. it's also just highly improbable that it would come out with no damage at all none right so um Governor Connolly also disagrees with this finding of the commission as does uh LBJ Lyndon Johnson the one who was um he was JFK's vice president and Senator Richard Russell, who served on the commission. Um, Connolly stands firm to his recollection of the events. He turned around after he heard the first shot, watched Kennedy get shot in the neck, and then he got shot himself. 
so there were three separate shots. So the, remember, they the commission found that the first shot missed, the second one hit him in the neck, and then the third one hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. So Connolly claims that he heard the first shot, turned around, and watched the watched the shot into Kennedy's neck, and then Connolly was shot himself. Mm-hmm. So. Um, He said in an interview with ABC News Nightline on the 25th anniversary of the of the assassination, he says, quote, there were three shots fired. No question about that. And the president got hit by the first one. I got hit by the second and he got hit by the third. Connolly also told another interviewer that he, quote, never believed a word of the Warren Commission report. And he did not believe that Oswald fired the fatal shot. Hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of um, a lot of a lot of things happening here. But so there were more than two shots fired, period. Like every witness, every person who was there can attest to that. Um, But Connolly says that the first one did not miss. The first one hit Kennedy Mm -hmm. and then the second one hit him. So but that that goes against his quote before where he says the yeah like it's not linking up yeah there's a lot of wires crossing and not of a lot of it is making sense Mm -hmm. i think he's contradicting himself and i think he's potentially being coached but Mm. here we are so the documentary that i watched also discusses the gun that oswald used to shoot the president a rifle that has a 2.3 second gap between shots that is an important number so that means that the fastest that you can fire shots is 2.3 seconds mm-hmm. between each shot mm-hmm. because you have to re-cock it, mm-hmm. re, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not automatic. And they showed it's one, I don't fucking know anything about guns. What is that? Anyways, my soul just left my body, so bye. Are you done? Thanks. What was that? I think, it was, the sum, I think it was a sump pump. Oh, okay. Preventing my basement from getting flooded. Beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, well, it scared the absolute shit out of me. But the guy who who was in this documentary the most, he bought the exact gun that Oswald had had supposedly used. Mm -hmm. And it was one where, like, so when you went to reload or to cock it or whatever, you had, it had like a, like a, rod and then it came out like this and then up and then there was a ball on it and you had to like pull it back tilt it down push it forward okay and like there were a couple different movements that you had to do and that's why Mm -hmm. that 2.3 second gap so i think it holds more than one bullet like it's not like a like a shotgun or anything but like it takes a minute right to to reload and whatever Mm -hmm. so um the shots that happened at the assassination they came more quickly than 2.3 seconds between each, which is what makes us believe the second gunman theory. Um, They then discuss the trajectory of the bullets and what they refer to as the impact debris, debris, which is literally JFK's brain and skull fragments. So, um, the, so the, the motorcade, there was, um, like around JFK, there was JFK's car, and then off to the back left, 
of his car, there were two police motorcycles. I will post a picture of what the motorcade was like set up like. So there's JFK's car off to the left, back left. So like the driver's side left of the car, there were two, two police motorcycles and then same on the right. <clears throat> so on both sides, there are two police officers stationed on each side mm-hmm. and then like probably like five feet behind the presidential vehicle there's another car that has secret service agents and the senator guy so governor Connolly is in the one car with jfk and jackie Mm -hmm. and then the other car has secret service agents and the other guy yes that i can't think of his name ralph 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 yeah so okay so the police motorcycles to the back left and the Secret Service vehicle behind the presidential limi- presidential limousine were spattered with this <clears throat> impact debris. <laughs> Secret Service agent Clint Hill was behind the vehicle when the fatal shot was fired. He was covered in this impact debris. From behind the vehicle, he was standing behind it. If the book depository and therefore Oswald's shots were fired from behind Kennedy and the motorcade, the fatal shot wouldn't have spewed this debris behind Kennedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because physics. Because if you get shot in the back of the head, yeah. all your shit's going to come out the front. Right. But if you get shot in the front of the head... Mm-hmm. Everything is going to come out the back. Mm-hmm. But the book depository was behind him. Mm. So explain that. Mm. Sussy wussy. Yeah, it's just a little bit. So then, three quarters of a second later, remember how much time is between each each uh, shot? Two point three. So then, three quarters of a second later, another shot hits him in the back <gasps> of the head and spatters more impact debris to the front of the limousine. So, remember that the gun that Oswald was firing cannot fire that quickly between shots. So, one thing that I had thought while I was watching this was potentially they were trying to shoot at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And then they just didn't account for the distance or the the movement of the motorcade, whatever. Right. Like maybe they were trying to fire at the exact same time and they just miscalculated. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone's watch was wrong. (laughs) I don't know. But three o'clock on the dot. Wait, (laughs) wait. (laughs) They need to set their watches to Monica time. (laughs) You didn't, you haven't gotten there in Friends yet, have you? (laughs) <laughs> no no i think i have she sets them back right i or, don't or, she sets them to a specific time so that everyone's watches and everything are linked up so when she says be there at six everyone's yeah. there at six i don't know so anyways um so one piece of evidence that this documentary analyzes is the zapruder film that shows the tragic moment when the president is shot oh god so this uh, Zapruder film is known or named that because the guy who was recording it, his last name was Zapruder. So uh, the Warren Commission published its evidence in volumes. There are like a bunch of different just like volumes of books of evidence. 
and one of the volumes shows frames 312 through 315 of the Zapruder film. The frame in question is frame 313, which is the frame where the president is shot in the head and his head literally explodes. And you can see it in the frame. We love that. Uh-huh. Not really. Mm, it's pretty brutal. Um, the In the volumes of evidence, the Warren Commission published the frames so that it would support their single shooter theory. So... I didn't thoroughly understand what the guy in the documentary was saying, so I dug a little deeper. Right. So, in his book, Six Seconds in Dallas, um, Josiah Thompson explains that, quote, the momentum of an impacting bullet is transferred in a direction along its line of flight. So, exactly what I was saying earlier, if you get shot in the back of the head, all of your impact debris is going to fly forward, but if you get shot in the front, it's going to go backwards. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Physics. And um, he has an analysis of frames 312 and 313, as well as 313 to 316. So he's just comparing 312 and 313, and then 313 and 316. Lots of numbers. So in 312 to 313, the president's head moves forward, which would indicate a shot from the back, from Mm -hmm. the book depository. But when you look at the difference between frames 313 and 316, the president's head has been forced to the left and backward, indicating a shot from the right front of him. So he goes like this, which would indicate that shot. Mm -hmm. So basically, the Warren Report published frames 314 and 315 in reverse. So that it would look like Kennedy's head moved forward instead of backwards, which would support the single theory, single shooter theory from behind. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So they, instead of publishing frames in their, in their book, they published 315 and then 314 instead of 314 and then 315. Right. Because in the actual frames in that, in the correct order, it looks like his head goes to the left and back. Mm-hmm. So they published them backwards so that it looks like his head is going to the right and front, which would indicate that he got shot from the back left. Mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover, the, um, I don't actually remember what the fuck his title was, but he was an important dude, head of defense or whatever. I don't know. He sucks. J. Edgar Hoover was asked about this reverse of the frames as they were published, and he said it was a printing error. What? Yep. So in this documentary, they interview witnesses and experts on various things that would help prove their theory. They go to the site of and investigate the logistics of the shooting. Um, one of the people that they interview is Bill Newman, a man who had his wife and young children mm, out at Dealey Plaza the day of Kennedy's parade through Dallas. He was like 10 feet away from the site where Kennedy was shot and died. Um, but he was never interviewed by the Warren Commission. They were just like, Oh, you were literally feet away from where the president was shot and killed? Mm-hmm. Nah, we don't care. All right. Uh, <clears throat> he tells the interviewer of the during the documentary that he thought the shots came from right across the top of their heads. 
that they could have been in the line of fire. They had two children. Um, Cheryl McKinnon, who was a journalism student at the time, wrote in a piece for the San Diego Star News, quote, the only thing that I am absolutely sure of today is that at least two sh- two of the shots fired that, uh. sorry, fired that day at Dealey Plaza came from behind where I stood on the knoll, not from the book depository. She also said, quote, puffs of white smoke still hung in the air in small patches. So both Cheryl McKinnon and Bill Newman were standing on the grassy knoll. Bill said that he literally thought the shots came from above his head. And Cheryl McKinnon said the same thing and that she still saw puffs of white smoke Mm. after the shots were fired. So that's a little sus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The spot on the grassy knoll where it is said that the second shooter was standing is protected by trees and a large privacy fence. It is also only 95 feet from where Kennedy was riding. Um, There is, however, a parking lot and a railroad switching tower. In this tower, a man named Lee Bowers was working as the operator that day. Um, He told, I wrote, he Bowers. (laughs) He Bowers. Bowers told investigators that he saw two men near the fence at the same time of the assassination. He also said... (laughs) I can't English. I wrote, he also said that he say. He said, hear say. Caitlin, what the fuck? Oh, okay. He also said that he saw, quote, a commotion, a flash of light or smoke or something, which caused me to feel like something out of the ordinary had occurred there, Mm -hmm. unquote. Another man named Skinny Holland says that he was standing on the overpass with a couple of police officers. He claims to have heard four to five gunshots, and the fourth was coming from his left, the grassy knoll. (laughs) I'm just saying. He said, quote, It wasn't as loud as the first two. It came from my left, from behind a picket fence, and there was a puff of smoke that kind of lingered out under that green tree right out from that picket fence, about eight or nine feet off the ground. So this is now the fourth eyewitness who has seen someone or a couple someones standing on the grassy knoll when the president was shot and killed. I'm just saying when he or when asked if the first and second gunshots sounded the same or different, special agent Clint Clint Hill Clint Hill um he was the one who was standing behind the vehicle when the president got his fatal shot to the head. So he's the one that ended up with all the impact debris (laughs) on his face and body and arms and gross. So um, Clint Hill, when asked if the first and second shot sounded the same or different, he said, quote, they sounded different to me. I think I told the Warren Commission it sounded like somebody fired a gun into a can or into a hard surface and there was some kind of resounding sound penetrating. I didn't hear that in the first shot. So the first shot and the second shot did not sound the same to him and he was right there. So there is also radio evidence from the police officers on scene that morning. Sheriff Bill Decker said, quote, 
Have Station 5 move all men available out of my department back into the railroad yards there in an effort to try to determine just what and where it happened down there and hold everything secure until the homicide and other investigators can get there. So even the police, after the incident, even the police thought, oh shit, something just happened on this grassy knoll. Like, Mm -hmm. check that fence because, hello, people can hide behind it. Right. There was also like... Photo evidence, like some lady had taken a picture of that fence area and there was this strange, like, shape Mm -hmm. above the fence, below the tree, like it couldn't have been leaves or whatever. It looked like a person in a top hat or like a freaking hat. And um, there's just a ton, a ton of evidence in this documentary. It was like an hour and 20 minutes long. So there is a ton of information that I just couldn't get into on the podcast. Um, but I do recommend watching it if you're really interested. Um, just be aware that they do show the Zapruder film multiple times. And they pause it on frame 313 a few times as well. Um, so if you get queasy, don't watch those parts because they fully show the president's head fully exploding. So don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> okay, so that was that was the biggest the biggest theory. The grassy knoll. Uh-huh. Second shooter. All that. So another theory that builds off of the grassy knoll theory alleges that JFK's own vice president shot him. Uh Craig Zerbel Zerbel Zer I don't know. Beautiful. Author of The Texas Connection and the final chapter on the assassination of John F. Kennedy says that Lyndon B. Johnson is the only person who had means, motive, and opportunity to commit this crime. He even has an explanation for all three. The motive is political gain, obviously. The means were associates hired by LBJ, at least two standing on the grassy knoll. And Zerbel states that when he became president, LBJ would have had the means to block any serious investigation into the assassination and could easily cover it up. And he's not wrong. He would. He is. uh, He is the most obvious suspect in the same way that the husband did it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, of course, when the president dies, you're going to want to investigate the vice president because he's the one that gets the power in the case of this president dying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. It it tracks. I get it. However, the documentary that I watched said that LBJ was inaugurated 99 minutes after JFK was pronounced dead. Um, first of all, <laughs> Jackie Kennedy was right beside him holding his hand, still wearing the outfit that had her husband's blood spatter on it. And that just absolutely broke my heart. But also, they said that LBJ's first presidential order was to his flight crew to get the hell out of there because he thought that this was a result of a conspiracy in Dallas. So he wanted to leave before he got dead, too. Right. (laughs) Unless unless that's what they want you to think he thought, because LBJ was from Texas. That was his domain. So he had some connections in Texas. Uh I'm just saying. So maybe he wanted you to think that he thought that it was a conspiracy, but he didn't. Right. So 
there are still a ton of other theories that I just couldn't touch upon because we're running out of time. Uh, one includes the CIA because of JFK's knowledge about aliens and um, his willingness to release this to the public. Another includes the CIA doing it because of the failed Bay of Pigs invasion on Cuba. No, there were not pigs involved in this. <laughs> sure. I'm positive. Oh, okay. Um, but there are other smaller details I couldn't discuss in full, such as there being, like, there actually being three locations where the shots were fired, according to Josiah Thompson from the documentary. It's just... <laughs> Go watch the documentary. Listen to other podcasts, too, if you're super into this theory. I know Parcast has done a whole collection called The Kennedys. Um, the whole family is so interesting and scandalous. But, um, yeah, that's the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Wow. Wow. So I have thoughts. What are your thoughts? Sorry, a lot of that was very confusing and I talked very fast. No, it's okay. Um overwhelming i know <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember everything so there was the mob yes uh the aliens yes. the illuminati mm-hmm. the cia the fbi um the uh, oh the accident where the the secret service agent accidentally shot him mm-hmm. then the grassy knoll it was a cia you think had to have been i really truly I don't... Okay. That is the one thing that the documentary that I watched did not address. They talked a lot about the grassy knoll and a fuck ton about a second shooter and even a third shooter. Mm -hmm. But they did not talk about who it might have been. They they never um, said that it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. They never said that... They never alleged of anyone who could have been the second shooter. They they just didn't discuss that. Right. So I don't honestly know. I know in American Horror Story, like the second half, the alien half of that most recent season, I know they discussed um, pretty heavily the guy that played Eisenhower. They discussed a lot about how they wanted to kill kennedy because he was willing to out the aliens right in that weird like agreement that the united states had with the aliens to take their people or whatever Mm -hmm. so uh, john f kennedy was very scandalous he had a lot of shit a lot of baggage a lot of marilyn monroe and she could have been part of the reason i mean we talked about it in the marilyn monroe episode right Maybe the CIA offed them both. They died very close together. Mm-hmm. She died in like 63 and he died in 64. So like they died very close together. So maybe right. they were just conspiring to get rid of both of them. Two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And also that's why they don't let presidents motorcade in a fucking convertible anymore. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> I don't know. Because we can't have nice things. In fact, I definitely think there was a second shooter. And I definitely think it could have been the CIA. I don't think. So do you think Oswald did it? But maybe like he would. Or do you think that maybe there was two different shooters and he just took the blame? 
I think he was part of it, but I, I would agree with um, Governor Connolly that I don't think, I really don't think that Oswald fired that fatal shot to his head because all of the impact debris, I really can't think of a better phrase for it. Right. All of the impact debris when from that fatal shot went backwards. Mm-hmm. Phys- physically, that doesn't make sense. If he got shot in the back of the head, everything would have gone forward. You know what would have been actually really crazy? What if act- there were like two different shooters, right? And what if they didn't even know about each other? What if there was just another dude? <laughs> what if there was just another dude that planned the same thing? Can you imagine being the second shooter that's not Lee Harvey Oswald? Be like, man, this boy just took the whole fall for me. I just got away with it. Right. But I think that I don't think that the second shooter was another civilian because why the fuck did the Warren Commission try to cover it up? Right. There were so many things that they missed. Why did they um, do the the frames like that? Like Mm -hmm. the why did they switch them? Why didn't they interview these people? Why didn't you know what I mean? Like to me, it was an inside job. Right. Yeah. There was a second shooter and Oswald took the fall. I don't know what the fuck Jack Ruby had to do with it. But, I mean, he died. So, but maybe Jack Ruby was hired by the CIA or someone to take out Oswald so that he couldn't spill the beans and tell the truth. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This one was very, it's so convoluted. There's so many details. Mm-hmm. And it's been, yeah. there are literally, like, people who have been researching this since the day it happened. Like, almost 60 years ago. People still fucking researching this shit. Gosh dang. Trying to figure out what really happened. Trying to uncover the government's secrets and figure it out. But this one took me a long time to research. I bet. You did good. I, I, that, so I said that that, (laughs) that documentary was an hour and 20 minutes long and it took me probably three and a half hours to watch it because I would watch something, take it in. Type it down, rewatch it, make sure that what I typed made sense. Like, right. I was just trying to, like, make sure that I was getting it because this one's, this one's heavy. Mm-hmm. This one's a lot. And like I said, I did not cover all of the theories. There are so many more. So many more. There's, like, one, again, if you've seen the Umbrella Academy, there's one about the Umbrella Man. Like, there was just some random ass dude standing there with a fucking umbrella and, like, 90 degree heat in Texas, like, Okay, it's sunny. Right. Maybe he's protecting his skin. Maybe he was concerned about skin cancer. I don't fucking know. Maybe he was a vampire. I don't fucking know. Uh, Maybe he was allergic to the sun. Maybe. But there, yeah. I agree that it was probably the CIA. But I definitely think there was a second shooter. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't, okay. Mm -hmm. I think there was also a lot of conspiracies. Conspiracies. about oswald himself spending time in mexico and maybe he was a communist and he wanted to kill them for fidel castro and whatever whatever lots of conspiracies about him Mm -hmm. but i if if i'm gonna lean in the second shooter cia did it theory i would like to think that oswald was promised something from the cia like maybe um clean record what's it called no um 
Not immunity. Pardon. That's what it's called. A government pardon. I'm sorry. My God, my body took a <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> sorry. Ooh. I just fucking. It's. I'm sorry. Okay. That's what it's called, Let's though. See. That Maybe. Heart rate went up. <laughs> sorry. Oh man, 131. <laughs> I didn't even finish Googling it. It just came to me. That's why I screamed it. <laughs> but maybe the CIA promised Oswald a government pardon for his communist bullshit that he was participating in. And like, maybe they were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to give him that pardon because he's a communist. Like, right. We're just going to kill him. And that's where Jack Ruby came in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this is such a convoluted shit show that like. We'll never know what really happened. Never. Right. It'll never happen. The now CIA. Gonna happen. I would shit my pants. <laughs> shit my pants. Fully. Fully. But not half. Fully. Not half. I would fully shit my pants. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That one. I'm glad that that's all out of my brain now because it's just been like rattling around in there for like weeks. <sighs> I keep interrupting you. What do you actually think? The CIA. You think so? Yeah. You have other thoughts? No. Did you find anything else interesting or whatever? Yes. Sorry, my brain's on autopilot right now. It's okay. Um, I find it, I do find it sus about like the debris and everything. What did you think about the, the accidental, the secret service agent did it? Because that mm. one was like... He was hungover, and right. he pu- he heard the first shot that missed. And then it scared him. Pulled his gun out, lost balance, shot him. But even then, that one still doesn't doesn't go with the impact debris flying backwards. Right. And like I don't know, maybe if it was an extremely fucking windy day, maybe he could have gotten shot in the gotten shot in the. What the fuck? Why is that so difficult for me to say? Gotten shot in the back of the head and then maybe they were going fast enough or the wind was blowing hard enough that it blew it backwards. But that just doesn't... I feel like it still wouldn't be, like, as intense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, Jackie Kennedy literally picked up a piece of her husband's skull off the fucking trunk of this car. Because she was trying to put him back together because he had just died Stop in it. her fucking lap. I'm going to cry. Stop it. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's sad. That poor woman. And I like, I can only imagine the scrutiny that she went to because she got remarried. Mm-hmm. Like she got remarried and moved on with her fucking life. Because what else are you supposed to do when your husband gets shot in the head and dies in your fucking lap? You know? Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine the scrutiny she went through. I just, the fu- the fucking therapy that that woman needed. Woo! Somebody pay that girl's therapy bill because damn, she deserves it. Right. At the very least, she deserves someone to give her free fucking therapy. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like it would have been easier to cover up if it was the accidental Secret Service agent, like, scenario mm-hmm but the evidence does not point towards that to me right so that's where my brain lies anyways thanks for listening to me yammer on for six hours but beautiful <laughs> i loved it all right 
Uh, we'll be back at you next week for another something crazy. Um, Whatever it is, we don't know. Mm, yes. Hey, do us a favor and like tell your friends and your family and the strangers on the street and like your neighbors and like, I don't know, your coworkers. Tell people about us. How about that? How about that? Yeah. And also, if you want to let us know how we're doing, we still have that survey on our website. And, oh, we have a website. Go look at it. It's pretty. I made it. She did very good. I'm very impressed. I like it. Anyways, but I'm just a little biased. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're at MysteriousishPod. And on Twitter, we are Mysterio underscore SishPod. Nope, Mysterio underscore Sish. Because Mysterious Ish was taken and we couldn't do Mysterious Ish pod because Twitter hates us. So, Instagram and Facebook. Me. Yes. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>